Sports Talent. I'm joined by um, well, a new act that's just been added to the Raw Vibes playlist. So I'm very, very excited to have Gavin Chapel Bates in the studio with me. Hello. Hello, good evening. How is it going? Very well, yourself? Not bad, not bad. You've been enjoying the sun today? I have, yes. Lazy nice. in my aunt's garden. In Borenwood. In Borenwood, just nice. down the road. Yeah. Just down the road. Now, you've, you're new to the show Raw Vibes. However, you've been performing in Watford for a few years um, at Pete Kirsty's Oxygen Night at the Horns. Um, it's taken us a while to get you on the show, but no problem because we finally, finally got you. So I'm going to find out all about you, basically. Okay. So I'm just going to grill you for a little bit because this is this is brand new information. <laughs> um, so Gavin, you're a self-taught guitarist, singer, songwriter and all-round musician. How old were you when you first sort of thought music might be worth a go? I was 11 and we, uh, amazingly, I think I was 11, 10 or 11, um, we did a school project on Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which is a pretty amazing thing to have done a school project yeah. on. Um, and I had a couple of friends, one of whom always kind of reminded me of a young Paul McCartney. He was a great songwriter from a very early age. And then another friend who picked up the guitar and instantly almost sounded like Jimi Hendrix. So seeing those two pick up the guitar and then with the Beatles in the background as well and that was that was it so I, I luckily my sister had started to learn the guitar given up and so there was a spare guitar in the house nice and that was it done deal and did you have any help along the way or was it completely just by picking it up and giving it a go I had a few lessons to begin with by um, um, there's a Cambridge band called Ezio and um, so their guitarist Booker um, he gave me a few lessons to begin with but then um, I ended up just kind of teaching myself and uh, took five ten years before i even knew half of the chord names so um so it's a slow process yeah it was quite a slow process for me i don't think i'm na i'm a natural musician i think i had to work at it a lot and i had to work at my voice quite a lot as well so it's taken some time but uh, it's been worth it because you know I, I wouldn't have done it for that long if i hadn't loved what i was doing i bought my first guitar at christmas oh, um wow. and what you're saying is making me feel quite nervous because oh, no, I'm, I'm quite slow and i'm thinking when is it going to be okay for me to finally get out there and, and do a gig and brave it but i'm thinking i've got a long wait no well it depends some people vary like i was saying about those two friends i mean mm. they were like great instantly At me it took a long time so i think you know i was more of a david beckham he had to like take free kicks like for every day for so long just to be ever any good at football whereas some people like Lionel Messi just instantly so you might be a Lionel Messi we'll see most likely Sorry not but I'll stick analogies. at it stick at it um, but what about that first song that you wrote can you remember much about it do you remember how it goes and we, were you around the same age 11, 12 I'm not, I can't remember the first song I can remember some of the first songs um, and I'm not sure I want to remember because <laughs> they were pretty terrible um, I, I think a lot of the early stuff for quite some time was me just trying to rip off the bands I was influenced in. So when I was a teenager, it was kind of you know, trying to rip off the Manics and Max Street Preachers and Smashing Pumpkins and Suede and all those kind of bands that were big influences on my teenage years. Were you were they sort of the first people to start influencing you, or when you were younger than that, before you even started picking up the guitar? Were there artists that you were listening to? Maybe it was even something that your sister was listening to, or your parents that you kind of just hooked onto a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was, there was a lot of different type of music in the house. But I, I think rock, rock and roll was kind of a big inspiration on me. Obviously, the, the Beatles thing, but even before that, um, my dad's cousin is the drummer of the Shadows, so there was always a musical connection in the family. Um, but yeah, so rock and roll, and we, we used to go on caravan in holidays, and I remember there'd be old, old kind of 60s bands playing in there, you know, and just that music's just so energetic. So that uh, rock and roll is certainly where it started for me. And you went on to be in bands. Yes. 
Um, how long were you performing in different bands and what sort of style of music were you playing at the time? Oh, I'm not sure how long. Uh, quite a while. I mean, there was different breaks going to university and all that kind of stuff gets in the way of things. Um, so, you know, a good five or ten years of being in bands and different genres. I mean, mo- mostly kind of in- indie alternative rock. I think one band we called our- defined ourselves as schizo rock. No, I'm still not sure what that meant, but um, I think there was there was a pull between me liking rock music and the other guys liking kind of dance and weird stuff. So there was kind of a bit of a fusion going on there. But uh, what was it like to then go solo? Why did you decide to do that and go and work on your own music? I think there were two reasons. First of all, I've been talking about making an album ever since I could, you know, play a guitar. And every band I'd ever been in, we were going to make an album. Never happened. So I think I got to the point where I was like, well unless I make it happen it's never going to happen is it so firstly that you know I, I had to make it happen myself and then secondly I'd been in a lot of bands where I had lots of compromises on my music and I just kind of felt that I needed to get my stuff out there the way I, f- I felt it should be played so those two things kind of came together in, in my head and um, just went for it and amazingly it's now happened so your debut album We Are The Ones is officially out it's been out for just over a month or just about a month's time Uh, we'll talk more about that in a moment but I want to hear a song from you let's get you officially added to Raw Vibes what's the first track that you're going to play for us I'm going to play the first track from the album uh, which is called Church of Rock and Roll Church of Rock and Roll awesome this is Gavin Chapel Bates live in session on Raw Vibes Big melodies Now get down on your knees Wasted days spent at school All I learned Was from my own holy Bible In the songs and lyrics of my abs Shove your puppets Rock and roll Will always last Welcome to The church of rock and roll Just give us your money And we'll give you a show Teenage angst and young loves, we ain't going down No regrets in my life, we're going out to get high And we don't really give up, because the punk will always be with us Welcome to the church of rock and roll Just give us your money and we'll give you a show Welcome to the church of rock and roll your money and we'll give you a show With a little bit of rock and roll you can see your lives save your souls Save your souls With a little bit of rock and roll You can save your lives And save your souls With a little bit of rock and roll You can save your lives And save your souls With a little bit of rock and roll You can save your lives And save your souls With a little bit of rock and roll 
Gavin Chapelbates live in session on Raw Vibes with Church of Rock and Roll. The first track on his debut album, which is out now, it's called We Are the Ones. So, Gavin, what was it like recording this on your own? Like we mentioned earlier, you've gone from being in a band and having musicians around you to bounce ideas, and then suddenly you've got 12 tracks to write and record and get on an album. What was it like doing that on your own? Yeah, it was an interesting process of, as you say, kind of used to recording in a band process. Um, So, um, firstly, trying to pick the songs was hard work because being my first album, it meant there were kind of years of songs I could choose from. So that took a long time. And in the end, I actually just put up an online survey, put loads of demos online and got friends, fans, family to Ah. kind of vote. Um, And there there are a couple of songs on there that I wouldn't have picked, um, but by popular demand they ended up on the album and I'm glad they did because some of them ended up being you know some of my favourite songs so that was quite nice so listen to the people yeah I like well it. you know it's um, I think one thing I've learned as I've got older is I never used to be very good at listening to other people's opinions and sometimes that's the best advice you can get is, is listening to other people so I kind of wanted to incorporate a bit of that um, second album will obviously be easier because there won't be all that back catalogue behind but um, so yeah that, that took a while and then the, the the process after that was obviously finding a producer who could really understand what I was trying to do um, I didn't want to just go into a studio just record the songs and then that'd be the end of it I kind of wanted to, to work with someone who would look at the songs and go mm, you probably need to change that or I need to move that to there or whatever um, so I worked with a guy called James Coppolaro who's just amazing a real perfectionist spent hours meticulously working on the tracks we did a lot of pre-production helped me out with all kind of the song structures um, and yeah and then the, the kind of process of building it up with the various session musicians um, we had some amazing people work on it uh, Rob Gibiaki flew over from Barcelona to play drums um, we've got Prue Ward from the Willows on there Anna Scott who's done some stuff with Imogen Heap um, so it was a real nice mix of musicians and it was you know that was quite eye opening working with some of those guys because they are some real pros there so they gave me a lot of good advice and watching them work was a, a real pleasure so it was a real interesting experience and I learnt a lot as a musician and I know there are things to do differently next time but I guess you get that with any experience. Whereabouts did you record it? Where was the studio? So uh, a place called Warboys in Cambridgeshire so um, yeah it's it's um, and it was actually in a house a real weird we, we recorded the strings in hallways you know the drums okay. were recorded in a front room the, there's a choir on there as well they were recorded in the lounge downstairs so um, but that's kind of nice because, you know, you can sometimes get to a recording studio. It's just one shape room. Whereas if you're in a house, you've got l- different types of acoustics you can work with. So that made it quite interesting. I love a choir. I also love the artwork um, on the front. So we are the ones that's kind of spelt out in, in people forming the letters uh, like a bird's eye view. Is this, um, is it a pencil drawing? I mean, who has done created this? It's amazing. So, yeah, it's I, I, a good friend of mine called Tom Jones. Um, he's an amazing artist um, and I asked him if he wanted to do the artwork he said yes I kind of gave him some ideas of visually what I was kind of thinking and he took it away came up with a couple of ideas and that was the one that I loved most and it was completely not what I expected and that often happens with artwork but it was just perfect it kind of just fitted exactly what I was trying to capture with the album um, and yeah you'll see more of those people in the, in the sleeve inside as well um, uh, yeah, I'm waiting to open it I've still got the film on <laughs> yes. it but I thought it'd be a bit, no- bit noisy if I tried that now um, so another thing uh, that I thought was quite interesting about your music and sort of your journey is how um, you've been affected by depression and anxiety along the way and how music has helped you through because many musicians come into the studio um, some people are secretly affected and they don't want to talk about it which is completely fair enough but other 
others want to share their experiences with others so that people can also learn um, I had Hector's House um, who are a charity that support young people um, who are struggling with depression and anxiety they've been in a few times and one of the discussions we had was how um, even just writing lyrics even if you're not yeah. able to pick up a guitar can really get your emotions out did you find that it was like a, a therapy in itself music? Oh big time yeah I mean it's hard to quantify exactly but I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm, I might not still be around if I hadn't had my guitar and my music because you know i spent a lot of time on my own isolated you know lock, lock myself away in my bedroom and i you know i had anxiety for a long time in my life so there was pretty not much no other way i could express myself didn't talk to other people about how i was feeling about things so um being able to write songs even if they weren't about how i was feeling directly just being able to convey something be creative get something out because if you're singing and you're playing your guitar then you're not listening to the voices or the things that are going around in your head and I, I, I don't know what it's like for a lot of people but for me certainly that was the biggest thing just a build-up of noise in my head and if you get that out through another type of noise that's really cathartic so um yeah i mean music primarily for me but sort of a lot of, a lot of the arts do it, obviously painting writing any kind of thing like that I think are really therapeutic and can just help people be creative and express themselves and also, as I say, kind of distract themselves from what's, you know, some of the negativity that might be going on in their head. Did you ever suffer from stage fright as well, of getting onto a stage, because uh, you're gigging all the time now, uh, but what's it like to get up and share your music with others? Is it not, because I find it terrifying. Yeah, 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 it was terrifying and I'm not sure how I did it for quite a while. I mean, it's, it's only been in the last few years of my life that I've really kind of got hold of myself and I still get nervous and I'm sure a lot of a lot of musicians and performers do but there was a point in my life yeah where I was going on stage and I might as well have not been on there because I was so introverted and so um conscious of what was going on around me um and then also afterwards people would try and talk to me and I'd be I just want to get gone and you know it's not how you build up a fan base or a rapport with people so um it's really difficult for people if they suffer with anxiety trying to be a performer I mean some people use it in the other way that you know they can put on a persona and they can kind of project something different so while they are on the stage that anxiety can disappear for me it didn't quite work like that um and i still do get it though you know some gigs i'm you know i still get a bit terrified but at least now i know you know what's the worst thing that's going to happen i can at least be a bit more rational with myself I love how music can really help people along the way and with their journey, but also for people that go to gigs, because yeah. even if you're just in the crowd sometimes, it can completely take you away from everything in your mind and just get lost in the music. And I love that, that music has the power to do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it, it's not just having a guitar and being a musician myself it's obviously all the bands that have inspired me you know, I'm a massive Manic Street Preachers band uh, a fan and you know, I think they're a big part of me still being around as well, because obviously there's a big tie with them and mental health as well um but being able to kind of share that with other fans that i knew was going were going through similar things and also the kind of music they had you know it's, and that was also a very cathartic thing and as you say you know there's something very you know out, out of body about certain gigs you go to and you know that that connection you can make with some, a performer on stage there's been so many great compilation albums um, in Hertfordshire and the surrounding areas as well, raising money for, for various charities. And I'm pleased to say that Blues from the Hearts um, is back on for the second album uh, based in St Albans. Jim Kirby's putting that together. So I'm really pleased that that is going ahead. And you're hoping to do something in the future with another album to raise money for, for mental health charities as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about what, what, what the next steps are for me. I'd certainly like to do more in terms of my music and mental health. And I think 
the process of, as we were talking about, kind of songwriting, even if you're not a musician, being able to write something down, you know, you, you don't have to play the guitar to be able to write lyrics. Yeah. And no matter how, how good you think they are or how terrible, that can be a way of expressing yourself. So there's something I think I'd like to get involved with there. So I need to think that through in my brain a bit, but this, you know, I think there's a lot more we can do with music and mental health. And there's always time to get over to that second album, but right now it's all about your debut album, We Are The Ones, which has only been out a few weeks or so. So I want to hear another song from it. What's okay. the second song that you're going to play tonight? Uh, so I think it's appropriate to play the title track, which is um, a previous single, which is obviously called We Are The Ones. Amazing. Take it away. This is Gavin Chapel Bates, live in session on Rule Fives. I remember when we were young We used to chase the sun It never sat on us We're no longer seventeen while our bodies sleep We still dream One generation Locked inside Breaking free We sing Still burning bright We are the ones up every night We are the ones We are the ones I remember summer songs We still sing along They still turn us on Time may have gone We're not lost We keep burning On and on and on and on One generation Locked inside Breaking free We sing
Gavin Chapel Bates live in session on Raw Vibes with We Are The Ones. The title track from his debut album, which is out now. And if people want to get hold of that single, is it right that they can download that track for free? They can, yes. Um, so, yeah, you can get that track oh, from my Bandcamp page uh, for free and all the other stuff's on there as well. And where's the best online hub to go to find all of your music, upcoming gigs and all that malarkey? Uh, so, my website is gavinchapelbates.com. So, Chapel has two P's and two L's. And from there, you can get to my Bandcamp stuff, to my SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, in all the usual places. And I, I'm, I haven't yet found another Gavin Chapelbates, so... Uh, if you Google me, it's fairly easy to find. Brilliant. And have you got loads of gigs coming up over the next few weeks and months? So, I've just finished the album tour. Um, as it happens, one of the dates that, uh, got postponed. So, I have a gig coming up at the Seabright Arms in London on the 21st of May. And then we're into festival season, so I'll be playing a few festivals across the country. So, that'll be nice. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your music with us. Remind us one more time where we can find you on Facebook and uh, all the websites. Yes, yeah, so it's um, Gavin Chapel Bates two p's two l's amazing well thank you so much for coming in do go and check out gavin's music online follow him on twitter like him on facebook now, now. showcasing what puts talent 